have um, somewhat related. I think you guys are really going to like the direction that uh, season three of Monster Pod is going to take. Ooh, I'm oh, that's excited. worrying. Yeah, is I mean, is it going to be completely penis ring based? Yes, <laughs> huh. you have to collect the five penis rings of power. It's kind of like a She-Ra, except <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. I just. <laughs> Yeah, so you joke about this as if we wouldn't totally be on board with that. Yeah, it's it's somewhere between like Shira and and Sonic. <laughs> then we're gonna have to like fill in the rest of the team, so we have the other penis rings covered. So like, we're I gonna have to go Captain find Planet, the yeah. little Hicks. I mean, little Hicks may or may not be coming back. <laughs> uh, he is my favorite NPC, <laughs> and it's not just because I do see him as Jack Quaid. It's <laughs> He's delightful. And uh, the intern, played and voiced by Tom Holland. <laughs> In a wig. <laughs> In a wig. All right, well, welcome to Monster Pod, a pod that may or may not be about monsters this time. I don't know. I'm not the one driving. So I'm Emily. I'm not your keeper. But I do play Ganora Sparkle Branch, Gnome Bard, and Prop Comedian. <laughs> And I'm Travis, and if you couldn't figure out from that, we're playing D&D today. <laughs> Not Monster of the Week. I was going to let them figure it out by themselves. Plus, the title of the episode is Monster Pod's Big D&D Out. So. Well, I guess if people can read, then they already know that. I mean, why would you know how to read if you're listening to podcasts? <laughs> I was going to no. say, I never assume people read the titles. <laughs> Blindly play. Give me noise now. I mean, I do that sometimes. Uh Look, you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't think about things. <laughs> Travis, Travis, who do you play? Oh, I'm a Harry B. Elefante. Big ol' Loxodon, which if you don't know what a Loxodon is, that's a elephant slash person. And uh, I play a cleric of a very special domain. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> let's not spoil the surprise. <laughs> Sarah? Um, I'm Sarah this week. I'm playing Carol Stoneforge. I sound like you said I'm Sarah this week. So, yeah, it's exactly what I thought you said. <laughs> Who were you last week? <laughs> Most weeks I'm Sarah. Um, this week I'm just Sarah. No H. <laughs> Spelled the wrong way. No, the correct way. Without Anyways. any extra letters. So, Carol with a K. Carol He's with a K. He's a Mortal Kombat character. His... <laughs> As I said in the group chat, uh, his specialties are hitting things really hard and being extremely handsome. He is extremely handsome. <clears throat> oh, me. It's me. Hi, I'm Sadie. Um, this week I'm playing uh, Cap's... We're just going to call her Cap because I gave her a fancy name, but that's annoying. Cap Nightbreeze. Um, she's a, a fire genasi, which means she's like half genie. Uh, and she's a barbarian, so she likes to, you know, rage and hit things and kill things, which is fun. That is fun. And then we have a very, very special guest, our DM for the day, Charm. Yay! Hi. <laughs> Yay. Uh, you may recognize her from our Christmas special a couple, two years ago? Yeah. Where I, I can't remember who you played, I'm sorry. <laughs> to be honest, but, neither can I. <laughs> I feel like we all played several people. Oh, everyone played many, many people except for Sarah, who was just Ebenezer Scrooge. With the most words. Because I'm the best actress. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, it's because it was an afternoonified special, and you're the other host of afternoonified. <laughs> Denied. You are contracted into most words. It's true. <laughs> Plus, I had the most words, and I know this because I had to re-record all those words. <laughs> oh, yes, because you tried to record those words with a sinus infection. Dummy. <laughs> I told you that we should wait till the next week, and you're like, no, I'll do it now. And then you had to record it the next week. Because it took me a month to edit. Anyways. Well, yeah, but you still had a sinus infection. You can't do words good when you have a sinus infection. To be fair, I had a sinus infection for like six months that year. Um, anyways... <laughs> Uh, does anybody here have a positive number in intelligence? Um, no. My intelligence is exactly zero. As is mine. <laughs> mine is negative one. Yeah, mine's a negative one. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Smart party. <laughs> well, well, this bodes well and is completely in character <laughs> with who we are as people. Yeah. When I was rolling my stats, the dice were either very big numbers or very small numbers. <laughs> I had to, I had, I had to text Charm and be like, "Can I re-roll these? Because I have all sixes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let Charm uh, get into to what we're gonna be exploring today. Um, it's a beautiful backstory. I'm very excited. All right, uh, I'm really happy to be here. So thanks for having me. Thank um, you for making it so I didn't have to run the game. <laughs> It's also as if, like, you're the, like, creator of the entire thing, because you're the reason that I started playing D&D. <laughs> and and then, then I started playing because Sadie was playing. Yeah. So really, this is all your fault. So if anyone doesn't like the podcast, you can blame them for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I have that effect on people. I just, I get them into things. It's true. Hopefully, I get people who are listening into this, and if you don't like it, my name is Sadie. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this game of D&D. Um, before we kind of get deep into it, I'll just say I'm not really that... Um, super strict on rules. I might remind you of things. I might forget things. I don't care that much. If you want to call things out, feel free. <laughs> but um, if you, if it's working in your favor, you know, you can just let it slide. Um, we don't give a fuck about rules on this yeah, one. <laughs> I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'm also bad at rules, so I, will, yeah. I won't notice. <laughs> it's Perfect. guidelines. We run on guidelines. Exactly. I the think I know point. all the D&D rules, but I choose to ignore them. Some of them are stupid. Exactly. <laughs> yes, and given that the council has made a bad decision, I've elected to ignore it. And <laughs> instead, we'll play by uh, my rules. Okay, so let's get into it. The four of you are sabers. You are investigators and warriors that work together to figure out and protect against magical maladies across the Awakened Lands. Uh, so you can think of it like an adventurer's guild. You pay 5% of your fee back in, and that money goes towards emergency funds, operating costs, um, like funding the Wizard Research Division. You get jobs through the Sabres Whisper Network, but you can also take freelance jobs as long as you pay your dues and you don't break the rules. Your team is small and experienced. You've traveled together for about a year, and you've picked up a lucrative contract to rescue a noblewoman who's been kidnapped by an evil enchanter. I'll, I'll give you the quick lowdown on your organization's rules. Um, it's up to you how strictly you follow them. 
So, only kill in self-defense. Uh, enemies and creatures are best captured alive for study and interrogation. Um, you can also bring back bodies, and they will be resurrected or spoken with while they are dead. Uh, <laughs> equal protection. Money is not required to submit a contract. Um, charity missions can happen. They're paid out of community dues, but typically there is a monetary fee attached to a contract. And you must self-identify as a saber when dealing with nobles so that they can dispute with the organization if they have trouble, um, rather than interfering in ongoing organ uh, investigations. Um, but that's pretty much it. Other than that, you are left to your own devices to solve things as you see fit. Excellent. Um, before we get into stuff, let's do a more in-depth introduction of our characters, because I know Travis's, at least, requires a little explanation <laughs> I cannot wait to hear more about Travis's character. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just do a brief rundown um, in introduction order. So I will be playing Gnora Sparkle Branch. Like I said, she's a gnome bard uh, who specializes in prop comedy, um, <laughs> which is not a particularly lucrative business, which is why she has joined the guild for a little extra money. But... Um, She's not an idiot. She's not particularly intelligent. But she does have a tendency to come up with very elaborate, like, Scooby-Doo plans. So that's her main thing. And um, uh, a while ago, she wrote a uh, particularly nasty ballad about a noble. And that noble may or may not be trying to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her her special, like specialty in terms of performances is she can play um, My Heart Will Go On on Rubber Chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could hear that. Yep. <laughs> I think I pulled up a video of it once when we were, were playing in a different game, but that might have been when she tried doing All Star on a kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, send these to me after. <laughs> oh, and my magic item is a uh, balloon pack, which is in in the lore of the game, I believe it's like a backpack that inflates and you can like fly around a little bit, but in in my lore it's an old disused like balloon animal set from when she used to do children's birthday parties. Yeah, it's an area elemental trapped inside of a balloon that allows her to cast the levitate or feather fall spell. Yes. Yeah, that seems legit. Yeah. 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 Alright, Travis, let's Alright. Let's As I said, I'm it. Harry B. Elefante, big ol' <laughs> elephant man, and uh, I play a Tempest Domain Cleric, however it's more of a Toot Domain Cleric, Oh God! <laughs> as I am a Fart Shaman. Uh, the god I worship, I cannot pronounce his name, so I just call him the old, the Great Flatulent One. If you want more information on that god, uh, you can go to the Afternoonified es uh, episode Lesser Known Deities, where we do discuss that in depth. Yes. I thought of this character while I was in the audience for that show. I was <laughs> obscenely drunk during that episode, so just <laughs> keep that in mind. But, uh, my whole shtick is I can hear my god speak through people's toots. Whenever you fart in my presence, I will be able to decipher exactly what my god just said through your asshole. <laughs> so your god is basically Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. And uh, within uh, this character, 
Uh, he is a spry 308 years old. Uh, when he was a young man, he was the head cleric of a very powerful kingdom, but he misinterpreted a toot. Like, well, he didn't misinterpret it. There was a second toot that he didn't realize was a second toot and translated both of them simultaneously. And we accidentally went to war with the wrong uh, rivals. And uh, we, we all died. We all died horribly, except for me, somehow. But my god stripped me of my powers. And I have found uh, redemption in the sabers. And I am slowly working my way back to being the powerful fart shaman I used to be. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So this is this is what I have to follow now. I mean, Carol is his own. We've met Carol before. We have met Carol. We used a modified version of Carol for the uh, haste episode last season. Is that? I don't even remember. Yeah, it was the end of season one. Which oddly, I also had a sinus infection when we were I think he was one of the only ones who made it out of the the Great Mushroom Festival fire of 2018. <laughs> no, Mike. Yeah, he survived, too. and yeah, because yeah. I saved you. I think I could choose one person to save, and I yeah. chose the small child. Yeah, who was not actually a small yeah. child at all, just a halfling, but it worked in my. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the orphan. was that what it was? I don't even. I don't even remember. Carol, as I mentioned, is a f- human fighter. I think he's a protection style fighter. I don't remember how to play D. It's on your sheet. <laughs> I know. I'm scrolling through and I reading. Mean, you and you don't have to tell us. You <laughs> no, don't need to know. So he just fights. Carol's whole thing uh, was that he he got his start in the city watch and was part of a big epic battle in which he was knocked out in the first five minutes uh, and missed the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's still kind of searching for glory. He's joined the Sabers uh, because unionized labor just pays better. <laughs> Carol is very pro union. <laughs> oh, 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 uh, and apparently he rides a bear, which is a new thing for this episode. <laughs> Instead of a horse, he has a big bear, a big brown bear named uh, Boris. Boris. Boris, I love it. This is fantastic. Okay, I'm playing uh, Cap Nightbreeze. She's a barbarian she's a fire genasi like basically just picture hades in hercules but red hair and she's uh covered in lots and lots of fiery red tattoos still Um, voiced by james woods not voiced by james (laughs) woods more like janine garfello from titan yeah okay yeah Mm. (laughs) she for many reasons left home at an early age and joined up with a bunch of mercenaries um who taught her how to fight and kill things, which she still loves doing, um, but realized that she should probably maybe not kill people for money for her soul. Um, so she joined the Sabres, and so that she has, like, you know, the nice balance of, like, killing bad people, but also, like, maybe saving some people, too. Um, yeah, she gets real ragey, and everything looks like she's burning, and, uh, it's going to be fun. I, I do appreciate how you guys have characters who are in this for the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she does still really like to kill people, but like, you know, the balance yeah, is yeah. important. I just need more money to fund watermelon purchases for my show. 
I do have a sledgehammer, so I do intend on using that on fruit at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll see if we can find you a reason. (laughs) I don't need a reason. (laughs) No. Um, all right, let's let, let's get into it. So your your group, the four of you sabers, head out to the town of Granville, where you will meet your contact, Earl Cannon Manning, um, about the rescue. Uh, you were set to meet him at the tavern in town, which is called the Muddled Moose. Great name for a tavern. <laughs> The four of you enter into town. It is uh, late afternoon, early evening. However, the other three of you travel. Carol is, of course, astride Boris. And you get into this this town of Granville, and it is a quaint little town. um, But you can see that it has a slightly larger keep uh, at the north end. And pretty prominently, once you get into the main square... You can see the large wooden building with a sign hanging on it of a drunk moose. Um, what does a moose look I, like yep. when it's drunk? <laughs> um, Everything around it is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so its front two legs have like gone out from under it, and so it's at an angle. Its tongue is hanging out. Its eyes are all googly. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I like this spot. Um, I assume that I am sprinting behind everybody, given that I am three feet tall. <laughs> you can ride on my shoulders. I'm six I foot saying, nine. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think a bear who has to carry a human being moves very fast. Um, it can for short distances, but but for the long haul, it's uh, generally a 30, 40 foot pace. So a little bit quicker than your average humanoid. That That matches up with the Google... The Google search I did earlier today. <laughs> what is the land speed of a burdened bear? <laughs> I think it was about like 35 feet. <laughs> well, the joke's on you because I made that up because that's what D&D is about. <laughs> <laughs> it was all pretend. Well, I mean, I get very excited to see a bar, so I'm going to sprint towards it as fast as my little gnome legs can carry me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Carol's right behind her. All right, so... <laughs> Carol and uh, Ganora sprint to the front of the pack and head into the muddled moose. Uh, do they serve poutine? <laughs> well, you can definitely head on into the bar. You can grab a seat and find out. All right. I am going to do exactly that. <laughs> um, you can make a perception check to see if you see anybody actively consuming poutine as you go in. <laughs> And as you do that, um, I'll let you guys know what the tavern looks like. Um, You step inside, and it's uh, kind of rustic. The interior is mostly wood. Wood ceilings and beams are exposed. The bar is made of wood and has um, a few shiny copper accents, but definitely uh, cheap-plated. They're not um, high quality, but they look good (laughs) in the dim light of the tavern picturing a TGI Fridays. Uh, that's a 12 for poutine. Uh, 12 for poutine. You look around and you do see somebody eating something vaguely uh, potato-like, but it doesn't look like <laughs> it has gravy or curds involved. <laughs> well, don't know how I'm impressed I am with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit disappointing as you step in, um, but as you look around, you can see that the walls um, are also lined with the many trophies the heads of game uh 
in a TGI Fridays. There's a there's a moose head prominently displayed over the fire. Um, with the googly eyes and the hanging out tongue from the sign. Um, and the rest of the animals are more traditionally taxidermied, <laughs> like a deer head. There's a wolf. And uh, to, to Carol's uh, maybe discomfort, there is a bear. Oh. <gasps> Carol bursts into tears. <laughs> this big, burly man walks into the tavern, <laughs> takes a glance around, sees the bear face on the wall, and simply begins to weep. Just literally picturing Winston Duke in Black Panther just... <laughs> Just weeping. Sobbing. We're vegetarians, bro. <laughs> do, do we see, like, do we know who we're meeting there? Like, do the we have Earl. a physical description? Oh, okay. I'll do an Earl check. <laughs> Look for the fanciest man in the room and assume that's an Earl. Yes. Uh, go ahead, Harry. You know that you're looking Am for... I rolling an investigation or an insight? Mostly you're just making a jack-off hand motion while you're rolling the dice. Well, I got a 19 on the die, so I think I'm going to do whatever I set out to do. If I'm adding insight to that, then I have rolled a 26. Okay. So you you step inside. A couple heads turn towards you as um, you are an impressive sight as a loxodon uh, elephant uh, yes. creature. And I am slightly short for a Loxodon, but I am very heavy for a Loxodon. I am six foot nine, four hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like oh. Newman from Seinfeld. From Seinfeld was a an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So you step inside. A few heads turn towards you. Some look away very quickly, um, but others kind of just nod um, in a normal, respectful fashion. Uh, you glance around and you instantly see near the fire there is a large um, leather chair looks very expensive and there is a muscular dark haired man sitting in it he's wearing like a fancy red jacket and he has um, very clearly expensive leather boots on well I guess I'm going to at least motion to the group that that's the Earl uh Nora sees him and, like, tries to fix her hair and, like, brushes traveling dirt <laughs> off of her clothes. <laughs> you give yourself a quick little spruce up, um, yeah. check your, yeah. your reflection in a tankard as you walk past the table. And then pick that tankard up and, like, swish with whatever is in it, just make sure the breath is okay. Oh. <laughs> the person whose tankard you took goes, hey, but they don't, they don't do anything. <laughs> Understand. What do you do? <laughs> uh, you simply pour it out and ask for a new tankard. Yeah, let's head over to him. All right, the group of you head over to him. He's kind of uh, looking into the fire, uh, handsomely brooding at it as you step up. And you can see he's got a wide jaw, chiseled. He's got a butt chin. <laughs> Sebastian Stan. <laughs> Very dignified. If he was extremely buff. Sure. <laughs> so, like, Cap 2 Sebastian Stan? Uh, buffer. Like, oh. Henry Cavill? Yeah, yeah. That That's about okay. the right okay. level well, of buff. Well, shit. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got Should spent more time on my hair. Yeah. <laughs> He's extra buffy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sarah Michelle Geller is sitting in front of the fire. <laughs> buff Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> 
really should have spent more time on my hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hail and well met, good sir. He turns to look at you. He kind of looks over your head at first and then looks down, gives you a dazzling Fuck smile. You. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are down here, jackass. <laughs> You're right when you say that, because he does give you a sweeping appraisal look up and down uh, as he turns. He notices the badge that each of you wears, indicating that you are a saber, unless you have hidden it. Nah, I'm wearing that shit. All right, he notices. And he says, thank goodness you're here. Sabers, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the Kool-Aid man. (laughs) (laughs) He looks at you all and says, I I have an urgent need for your services. I'm I'm sure you have seen the contract, but it is imperative that you move quickly. I actually can't read, so if you could just, like, run through that. Uh, (laughs) Yes, of course. And he uh, turns his his chair just by kind of hopping in it and turning it around, but somehow (laughs) makes it look... Uh, like it's, it's very heavy, showing off a little bit of muscles as he does so. Uh, he turns to face you. My future wife has been kidnapped by a monstrous enchanter. He took her into the mountains and she has not been seen since. The townsfolk here are too cowardly to help me rescue her. And as an earl, I have obligations to the people of this area and cannot put myself in danger for love, though I want to. Please find my beloved Freya and return her as quickly as possible. So what you're saying is if we don't do this, you're single again? (laughs) I, well, I'm not sure how I would go on without the the love of my future wife. Yeah, but like single again, right? (laughs) Single and angry. Perhaps choosing to be single forever. Just (laughs) sowing my wild oats through the land with no care for emotion. See, I don't think we should do this, guys. I think we should just, like, get get whatever that potato thing is, have a drink, and, like, just let this play itself out. I I implore you. I'm willing to pay handsomely. Oh. (sighs) Well, Gnora's going to fall silent for a little bit, because that is a hard choice for her. You horny little gnome. He'll, uh... (laughs) (laughs) As this happens, he looks over at um, Carol and says, You, strapping, strong sir, surely you would want to protect a a woman taken from her love. (laughs) Carol puffs out his chest real big and, you know, straightens up and makes himself extra tall. He says, (laughs) You point me in the right direction and I'm out of here. Let's go. Thank you. The worst wingman. Thank you. What, <laughs> what say the rest of you? Well, I, mean, I came here for the job, so I'm going to do the job. Uh, there's still money involved, yes? <laughs> yeah, I was say, there is money involved, correct? Uh, yes, yes, of course. It will be... And I'm in. It will be a hundred platinum apiece. Fine. <laughs> I'll just buy a handsome man. <laughs> you could buy a couple handsome men. hundred platinum, men, you could probably buy a couple handsome men, yeah. <laughs> you could, like, have your own little harem. <laughs> oh, I could buy a handsome man town and be the queen. <laughs> yes, yes, whatever whatever you like with your many riches I will bestow upon you if you are able to return 
my soon-to-be wife. <laughs> I will I will do it for that amount of money, but also if you have a brother or even, like, a close cousin. <laughs> well, none can compare to me, of course. Uh, but, you know, I could make some connections, throw a party or two. All right. Yeah, no, let's do it. Let's go get this lady. Okay, I I have a few things to tell you before you go. You need to find the Enchanter's Lair in the Northwest Mountains. You follow the shop fork after the bridge, travel up through the forest, until you spot those spiked iron gates. Defeat the Enchanter, because he will not let her go easily. And then bring her home safely to me, so we can finally be wed. I mean, did someone write those directions down because I wasn't paying attention? I got the first bit and the last bit. Okay. Uh, you go through but the woods. But none of the middle bit. <laughs> go through the woods to spike iron gates, and then we fight an enchanter, and then we bring the bitch back. That seems doable. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit about uh, following the sharp fork after the bridge in the middle, but to be honest, I'm not going to make you human beings remember that. Uh, your characters remember it. They got told. They do this for a living. We've uh, our characters all have negative intelligences. I don't think we remember anything. I don't know that any of us know how to actually read or write. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, my intelligence is zero. It doesn't mean it's, like, negative. I could probably, like, form words. <laughs> You've got the average commoner stats at a zero. Yeah. So, yeah. you, you know, you can read not that well or quickly, but you can. You can write. Maybe you're uh, not that good at spelling, but you can certainly convey things in writing. We're definitely spelling the word you with the letter U, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, the word U does have the letter U in it. See? You're, you know you're what geniuses. I mean. you, know, you know what I mean. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> all right. Uh, are we all geared up? Do we need to, like, take a pit stop, get a drink, have some oh. food? I'll grab a tankard of beans on the way out. Uh, did you say a tankard of beans? Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, right <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Carol definitely wants a beer. Yeah, let's all have a drink, and then we'll get going. <laughs> She's like, you've got to have a light buzz going into the missions. Otherwise, what's the point? I mean, it's it's Legend of Zelda rules. Like, nothing's going to fucking happen to her until we get there. Like, we can just dick around the forest for <laughs> weeks. Earl Manning says... Um, it will it will only take you uh half a day to a day to travel there. You should probably leave in the morning and not tonight. Or you might get lost in the forest. Um, Sounds like we're fucking partying. Yeah, so I'm gonna see if the uh proprietor of the the uh the place we're at, I just lost the word. Bar? Um, bar <laughs> has any openings has any openings for performances. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay, so uh behind the bar there is a human woman with long black hair. Um she's just filling a couple of drinks and setting them out on a tray, and as you head over she turns towards you and says, uh Oh, hello there. Can I help you with something? Uh yes, I am the incredibly well known, incredibly talented traveling bard, Gnora Sparkle Branch, and I was wondering if you might need entertainment in this fine establishment this evening for the price of 20 silver pieces. Hmm. Entertainment, eh? Make a persuasion check. That's a 12? 12. Uh, she says, hmm, 
You look like you could be kind of entertaining. Uh, Can I give assistance to this by uh, playing, like, trumpet music with my uh, big t- uh, trunk? Oh my god. All right. Like, background music for her introduction? <laughs> Just like... To give her advantage on this? <laughs> yes. So, as as um, Venera steps up, uh, Harry plays a, a little melodic toot sound out of his trunk <laughs> um, to introduce her kind of improving her standing to the bartender. Go ahead and roll again. Okay. That's a 24. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> no, that was a nat 20 plus Wait. Four, so. Yeah! Wow. <laughs> That's very important, though. Nat 20. You now have a residency 20. at this bar. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is part of the uh, entertainer background that you chose. Like, when you do performances really well, uh, they give you all sorts of cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, my, my feature is by popular demand, which means I can always find a place to perform uh, where I receive free lodging, food of modest or comfortable standard, as long as I perform each night. Uh, in addition, my performance makes me something of a local figure. When strangers recognize me in the town where I have performed, they typically take a liking to me. <laughs> okay, so as she kind of looks you up and down, hearing the little trill of music from your companion, she squints for a moment and says, Wait a second. I think I've seen you before. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Play here, play here. It'll be, it'll be a good time. Uh, you can, you can stay here if you do a good job. I'll, I'll pay your fee, no problem. Excellent. So I turn around to everybody, I'm like, drinks on Ganora. <laughs> 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 Bitches. <laughs> All right, you guys, uh, get drinks. Um, your first round is actually free. And the, uh, woman behind the bar, uh, lets you know that you can start playing whenever you like and kind of gestures to an area to the left of the fireplace where there is a kind of very janky, very short stage with a (laughs) chair on it. I'm very janky and short myself, so. (laughs) Yeah, no danger to you. All right, I should have prepared a a set list. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to climb up on the stage and uh, start pulling random items out of my bag including a sledgehammer, and I'm going to say two (laughs) medium-sized melons (laughs) for my closer. Uh, And I'm I'm going to uh, also pull out a couple rubber chickens and position them on the floor in front of me like it's the piano from Big when Tom Hanks was playing the the giant piano. (laughs) Or my personal favorite, Anthony Mackie and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in The Night Before. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to lay those out. And I'm going to start by just a, a song with accompaniment on the, the lute <clears throat> about a noble who... Actually, no, I'm going to do an improv. I'm going to point to the audience and be like, name an embarrassing thing that has happened to you. <laughs> like an improv show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll need a place and a location. <laughs> we'll see if somebody responds. Um, most of the audience seems pretty nervous. And then somebody says... I tooted at my sister's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Um, So she starts with an improv song about uh, tooting at (laughs) at your sister's wedding. Kind of like a hoedown from Whose Line, now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Harry does not understand the comedy in this. That That is just his God trying to speak. He had something to say. It was important. 
Yes, and I'll I'll just say during the course of this song, um, you hear uh, Harry uh, a toot that calls out to you. <laughs> and it, it's, I get to roll on my table. Or did you roll for me? I've rolled for you, but if you'd prefer to roll, oh, I'll let okay. you do it. Well, I, I, I have rolled. Okay, go ahead. I, I have my toot dice hot and ready to go. Oh, God. Give me yours. Dice. <laughs> All right. Hot so, and ready. <laughs> oh, uh, I walk up to the person who has tooted. I uh, sniff all around him to make sure I get every detail of it right. And I whisper into their ear, there is a large treasure waiting for you at the fisherman's crossroads. <laughs> and I go and sit back down. <laughs> okay, the person that you whispered this to was the person who had kind of like squeaked out their story about about tooting <laughs> at this wedding. And they kind of jerk in surprise and look over at you. And then recognition kind of dawns on their face. And they begin to bounce in, like, a kind of excited fashion. They seem like they might be waiting for the music to end before they leave. (laughs) The song does come to a close. And that that person uh, says their goodbyes very quickly and kind of races out the door. (laughs) Um, So, I don't know, there's some melon uh, smashing, and then my, my closer will be... Played on the rubber chickens, a la Anthony Mackie, <laughs> uh, accompanied on the recorder. And mm, mm. it's going to be Phil Collins in the air tonight oh <laughs> on the rubber chicken and the recorder. So would you like me to roll performance for that one? I certainly <laughs> would. And I would like you to roll with advantage um, because the... The work that you've done so far has uh, kind of livened the spirits of the bar, and some of the people there are beginning to respect your skills. Um, so that's uh, my highest was a 12 plus 9 for performance, so that's wow. a 21. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you artfully, expertly play those chickens. You. <laughs> enrapture the audience as they are shocked that you can get such nuance from your instrument. Um, As your performance goes on, people start to toss coins up onto the stage in their appreciation for your work. And nearing the end of of your set, they start clapping along. I don't know how I did the drum solo on the chickens. This was my major question is, how did you play the drum solo? Was it on the chickens or was it with oh, wait, 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 wait. Or did you slap your thighs for it? No, wait. I think I have I think I have a way. Oh, no, I have minor illusion, so I'm going to cast that when it comes time for the the drum solo. Ooh, okay, great. I haven't cast a spell in so long. I don't even know how it works anymore, but let's just go with that. <laughs> you just described this one. It it doesn't it's not a rule okay, or yeah. anything. The the tavern fills with the sounds of a drum solo, though there are no drums present. And what are you doing while the solo is occurring? Like, on stage for visuals? Um, I am air drumming it out. <laughs> so it does appear that I am playing the air drums. <laughs> I would say, Carol has definitely seen this show before, but he's definitely, like, looking around the room, like, where the fuck is this coming from? <laughs> 
Just totally in awe. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> yes, like Carol, the audience is uh, looking around and looking back at Venora with uh, surprise as the drumming continues, and they look impressed and confused. They are no smarter than the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> and we are all pretty dumb. Just because I could burn spell slots right now because we're going to do a log rest, um, I finish my song with the pyrotechnics. Hilarious. <laughs> you let off an impressive display of <laughs> sparks, fireworks, and fire that for a second legitimately scares the front row. And then the entire tavern erupts into applause as they have never seen anything so spectacular in their little tavern. <laughs> And that's the most impressive thing I'm going to be able to do this entire game. (laughs) Um, As your pyrotechnics go off, there are coins showering down on the stage. It's mostly copper and silver, but you did see uh, three gold pieces land in there, too. Give me a second to roll for what you get from your performance. As you're rolling, Cap definitely loves the pyrotechnics part and stands up and, like, claps and, like, war whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Has also seen this multiple times, but is like, yes, I love that shit. Love it. <laughs> Never gets old. You get uh, five gold, six copper, and eight silver. Beautiful. So yeah, I'm going to buy everyone dinner. <laughs> Excellent. You easily do so. The meal is a copper apiece. Um, the round of drinks is one silver for the entire round for you guys. All right. I'm gonna go to this bar. It's very- I still have a shitload of gold left over from my original roll, too. So, <laughs> yeah. So you you can um, if you can think of any supplies that you want to pick up on your way, you can do that um, in the morning before you head out of town. Uh, for now, you get your drink on and are able to stay in a room above the tavern once you are too wasted to move. <laughs> um, just out of curiosity, does anyone in our party toot in their sleep for my own amusement? Would, would anyone like Carol might? Would anyone like to roll a d6 to see if they toot in the night? Uh, I will. absolutely. If you, I, would love I, I will also roll. If one. you get a five or a six, you toot. Everybody toots in their sleep. I got a five. <laughs> I got a four. I don't know what. I strangely only got a two. I feel like Cap's toots might be dangerous being a fire elemental and everything. Well, they smell faintly of brimstone. Uh, Carol a got a four for toots. Okay, so just... So just Cap. Just, Cap. Just, just tooting up the place, smelling everything. Real sulfuric smell. I'm gonna assume I was awake for this, too. Yes, but even if you weren't, you know, you know that your connection you know. with the realm of toots <laughs> would transcend into your dreams. <laughs> Ooh, I have rolled a 90. Ooh, okay. Which is... <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Uh, I guess I either... Do I wake you up when you toot, or do I wait till the morning is the question? I would say that's up to you. How important is it? <laughs> I would say you wake up to Harry B. Elefante sitting right in front of your face, <laughs> and the first thing you hear in the morning is, your handkerchief is haunted. <laughs> giant fucking elephant sitting in front of me and that's the first thing <laughs> so cap goes all right harry good morning <laughs> yep 
Good morning. <laughs> and I just go right back to my business. <laughs> All right. We should have some breakfast. We should we should get on the road. And exercise a handkerchief. And exercise yes. a handkerchief. <laughs> I just throw it away. I didn't know I had a handkerchief. No, it'll just come back. Oh. Feels like something we should deal with after this is over. <laughs> Put a pin in that. It could come in handy for uh, this and this journey. You never know. On that note, is there anything you guys would like to pick up before you head into the forest? How are we doing on healing potions? Because I don't think I... No, I have one healing spell, but it's not very good. Um, I am a cleric. Oh, right. You're fine. I was, yeah, I was, was going to ask, <laughs> do we have a healer in the party? Because, uh... Uh, yes, I will heal you by farting on you. I hate that. <laughs> I genuinely hate that. We all also got a greater healing potion, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, we all have a greater healing yeah, potion. Yeah, and I bought a couple healing potions. So the the four of you get up in the morning. You, um, Some of you might feel a little bit of effects from the previous night, but you have a hearty breakfast. Um, after impressing upon them your interest in poutine you actually do get a nice poutine hash brown breakfast situation poutine? Breakfast poutine is the best oh. fuck that sounds good yeah so that's what you get to eat in the morning um plus some a little montreal you know, meat in there hangover like a- cured yeah 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 <laughs> or a uh, pea meal bacon depending on which you prefer are we that's, are that's we Canadian in fantasy bacon. canada <laughs> Okay, so you guys uh, finish your hearty meal. You receive your payment from the uh, bartender for your performance. Um, Ganora, you're, you get your 20 silver. Yeah, well, now if you pass through uh, Granville again, they're, some people at least are going to remember the performance that you've done. <laughs> I would hope so. I burned two spell slots on that performance. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. It was worth it. So you head out of town kind of talking about the escapades from the night before and the excellent performance from your bard companion, and you head off with Boris, the bear, into the forest. I completely forgot about Boris. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, you're you're going out now. Boris was outside, you know, not really a tavern sort of bear, so... When you left, that was when Boris came. I imagine that makes people nervous if you try and bring him inside somewhere. Probably. Well, also, if you brought him inside, he would have seen the decapitated head of one of his species on the wall. So I feel like it's probably a good idea he didn't go in. Probably. for the best. Yeah. You are beginning your journey. Um, You got a little bit of directions. Uh, Who wants to take the lead on your survival as you start the first leg of your journey? Oh, that's... I'm the survivor, man. I will do. All right. So here's I get a plus seven to survival. Can you give us a survival check? Does anyone want to provide yeah. assistance? I got yeah, a I 25. Think I think we're good. <laughs> okay, so as... Yeah, it's like, I don't think there's anything you can do to help that. <laughs> we survived the shit out of that. <laughs> You're thinking how to help Harry, and he has just already picked out the perfect path to move forward without being hindered by the trees and to get their large companion, Boris, through. Like I've got, like, a machete in my trunk, and I'm just, like, clearing a path like, with my trunk as we're walking. God, that's Perfection. super cool. <laughs> So then it's pretty easy for you for the first uh, few hours moving through. Um, It's warm and bright at first, but as you get deeper into the forest, the sun is completely blocked out. And 
the ground begins to incline a little bit, and eventually you reach a river with a bridge on it that splits two parts of the land. Um, On the other side, you can see the road forks. It continues on through the reasonably dense forest, or it forks in um, the other direction into a much darker, much denser portion of forest and up into the mountain. Does anyone remember what way we're supposed to go? (laughs) I was just going to ask. Well, the fork was important, and we're supposed to go to a mountain, so I'm going to assume up is the right choice? You're supposed to follow the sharp fork. Left fork sounds right. Yep. And as you crowdsource your memory, you guys find that you are correct. (laughs) Once you put together all of your clues, (laughs) you choose the correct direction. With all of our powers combined, we equal one functioning human being. (laughs) This is why they teamed us up as a team. Yeah. Yeah. We need each one quarter of a brain cell to make one. (laughs) Yeah, we're like the planeteers, except real fucking dumb. (laughs) We're real pretty, though. You are quite pretty as a group, actually. Just majestic. (laughs) Yeah, Harriet's even got that, like, handsome old man elephant thing going on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, that classic thing. Like the bar. (laughs) See? Classic. (laughs) You cross the bridge as your group. You find that sharp fork in the road, and you begin to head deeper into the forest. Uh, Here, most of the trees are completely barren. It's even darker and there is a fog that hangs in the air as you travel. How the hell does that work? There's no leaves to block out the light, but it's darker. Magic. That's not me questioning your DMing. That's that's Ganora just being. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's weird. The cloud cover came out of nowhere. Huh. Well, this doesn't seem good. <laughs> no, this is a uh, pretty foreboding. <laughs> It's very atmospheric. Yeah, it probably means we're heading the right direction to the spooky sorcerer, dude. Probably. As experienced sabers, you know, the, the more fog in an area, the more magic shit is probably going down. <laughs> Harry being old and his eyesight not being very good anymore, he's definitely going to take out his lantern and light that so he can see. He tiny glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, he does. He wears them too far down his trunk to actually be useful, but he does have them. this mental image just gets better and better (laughs) cannot be in love with an elephant somehow his cloak has nine pockets in it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you you travel for the better part of the day it's uh early afternoon when you hear you hear something odd um god damn it make a make a perception check everyone Oh, uh, that's a 19 Four for Carol. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Carol. Nine for Harry. Gotta be to got a natural one. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Then. So Cap literally has her own head up her yep. butt. <laughs> Carol was too busy giving Boris some scratches behind the ear. The other three of you are distracted, but um, Ganora <laughs> definitely hears uh, sort of howling yips and. Uh, groaning and and shouts of fear up ahead um guys guys cap get your head out of your ass uh there's something real bad going on up there i shine my lantern in that direction uh you don't see anything yet but you can move closer i'm i do i'm gonna draw my my uh crossbow just to be on the safe side (laughs) 
Yeah, I think uh, Carol is also going to draw his longsword. Okay. Do you guys move quickly or quietly? Okay, let's I see how quietly... I don't know how quietly an elephant can stomp through a forest. <laughs> Between the elephant and the um, bear and the bard. Actually, to to prevent this, because you guys are all kind of big, um, and I have a decent stealth, uh, I'm going to go ahead and kind of scout. <laughs> all right, so, so the rest of you draw your weapons, but hang back a little and... Let Ganora go ahead and take a peek. Uh, should I do, like, a stealth check or something? Yes. Stealth, please. And I'll use your same perception. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. So, okay, so you sneak up and you you look ahead and you can see there's an area where the trees end and it continues uh, into a cliff and there are... There's a pack of wolves encroaching towards the edge of the cliff, and at the edge there is an old man with white hair. And he's he's shaking and he's saying, No, no, please. Uh so I'm gonna assume the wolves are occupied, so I'm gonna run back and and tell them what I saw, because I'm not about to try to fight wolves off. Alright, so you you do see that they're too focused on the old man to notice your approach. You're very quiet, and you rush back to your group, who's about 50 feet away. Okay. Ah! Minnie! <laughs> I'm gonna... Minnie just did her own little sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm relay what I just saw to the group. How was Minnie's stealth check there? Uh, it was very successful. She rolled a nat 20. <laughs> All right, so what do you guys want to do? So we're going to save an old man? I mean, Harry's instinct is to just run straight there and help the old man who's about to be eaten by wolves. Yeah, yeah Carol definitely, like, just completely dismounts Horace and, like, heads in that direction. Sword drawn. The two of you spring into action. What do the other two do? Gnora's okay back here. <laughs> Cap will also go to help save the old man. Because she gets to use her axe. <laughs> I'm going to, if I have the option, position myself between the wolves and the old man. So I'll say you rush to the edge of the clearing, and that's uh, the edge of the trees, I should say. Um, and that's where you guys can roll me some initiative. Yeah. Fighting. Uh, nine. Oh. I got a ten. I have a minus one to initiative, so I have an eight. Hang on. Seven to your numbers, and then I'll call you by name, and you'll tell me. That's, yeah, wait. Yeah. Okay. You don't want just a random amount of numbers being shouted at you? <laughs> yeah, I definitely will remember zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm i'm ready to get into it so i'll let you guys know kind of what your layout is which is there's about 20 feet from the edge of the trees to where the wolves and the old man are um harry is right at the edge Cap and Carol are directly behind him, and Ganora's back about... I hung back a little bit. Yeah, we'll say 20 more feet back behind them. Um, so as you, as you guys survey the scene, the largest wolf in the group is kind of a mottled gray and white color. Uh, steps forward to try and try and bite the old man. 
slips and passes him and almost falls off the edge of the cliff and has to scrabble <laughs> itself back up um, to circle around and reposition. Um, you can Boy, see it I has sure a little am bit intimidated of, by these wolves. <laughs> it has a little bit of fear in its eyes as it almost just ran off the cliff trying to bite this man. <laughs> Next up is Cap. I would like to, I have two hand axes. I would like to throw a hand axe. Okay, so you can throw it at there is the lead one, which is pretty pretty big, and then there are four other ones. Um, one gray, one white, one brown, one black. And the one that just tried to bite him is not the lead wolf, it's just a generic. It is the lead one. Oh, oh, sweetie. It's the biggest okay. one. <laughs> I'm going to throw a hand axe at that one, then. That's a 17 plus 6. I'm going to assume that it hits. It certainly does wrong die that i used okay that's a seven <laughs> slashing seven slashing damage okay so you <laughs> kind of lean over lean around your elephant friend and just throw your axe really really hard um the axe flies through the air spins and hits right at the point where the wolf scrambled back up onto the edge of the cliff after almost falling off and surprises it dealing a good chunk of damage and lodging itself into its fur having a bad day this guy gross (laughs) do i get i get two attacks per so you can go ahead and make another attack you do have a second hand axe or you can use something else you can also move yeah i'm gonna move to the wolf that is closest to me um and then with my great axe i'm gonna try and dispatch one of the other wolves Okay, so you step up on, you step up on, Cap steps up on the white wolf and swings the great axe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hilarious. That's an upsetting sentence. (laughs) I'm hilarious. That's a 19 to hit. (laughs) A 19 definitely hits. (laughs) Give me some damage. And the white wolf is I'm having a lot of feelings right now. That's an eight slashing damage. Good work, John Walker. (laughs) (laughs) So Cap darts forward, swings out with her her great axe that she, I mean, her great sword. Wait, great axe. Is it an axe or a sword? It's an axe. axe. Okay, great. The great axe that she has on her back, she takes it off, she makes a big swing and cuts significantly into the white wolf before her. (laughs) (laughs) whimpers and growls as it wheels to look at her is there anything else you want to do cap no that's that's not get a season two pickup seems like enough (laughs) you did significant damage to this creature just reiterate you very much hurt the white wolf (laughs) on that note it's time for the gray wolf beside it to make its attack um, seeing its fellow in danger, it wheels on Cap and makes a bite. Uh, <laughs> rolls a five. So it just snaps, um, at Cap and who easily deflects it with her axe. But she has wrenched out. Uh, listen. <laughs> the axe still slippery with the white wolf's blood. <laughs> And now it's the white wolf's turn. It's going to move to Wakanda. <laughs> it looks down. Fuck all of this. <laughs> it looks down at the, the wound that it's been given by this fearsome creature and attempts to run away. Oh. 
<laughs> um, so I'll say it, Cap, it leaves your reach, um, but it doesn't run past, it doesn't run close enough to anyone else. So you can make an opportunity attack if you like. I mean, if I'm gonna kill Bucky, I might as well kill Bucky. I... <laughs> <laughs> Take its paw off. Uh, <laughs> it'll come back next season with a cool robot paw. It's a twenty-four. Yeah, that hits, and your minimum damage downs the creature. Oh god, <laughs> Carol, you're up as you see the the wolf form slump to the ground beside your friend. Right, uh, I think Carol is. Gonna run ahead uh, to the lead wolf. All right. Uh, and take a slash at it with his sword. Go ahead. That is 11. Not great. 11 is a miss. You swing, and this time the wolf uh, just lowers itself so that it goes over its head. Great. I'm gonna swing again and take my second action. That is the 13. This dice is going away. Uh, 13. You're adding your two hit bones. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's why I say that dice is going away. <laughs> I have a plus seven to hit. <laughs> that is rough, bro. <laughs> this time you swing and you manage only to clip a little bit of hair off of the top of its head. Carol just puts his sword away and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> just turn around and walk the other direction. I- All right, uh, Ganora, it's your turn now. Unless, Carol, you had anything else you wanted to do other than fucking off. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're good. Uh, Ganora pulls out her recorder and plays the sound of silence as Carol is walking away. (laughs) That's how you start your turn. Um, What else? (laughs) (laughs) I am going to crawl up on Boris if he will let me to get a little bit of height advantage. And then I'm going to take out my crossbow and use uh, my fire starter racial trait to light the tip of an arrow on fire. Okay. Into it. How many wolves? How many wolves do we have left? Uh, There's four left. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm. Which one is closest to the old man? Uh, the lead one. Okay, so I'm going to take aim at the lead wolf with my flaming arrow. All right, give me that shot. Well, that's it. Oh, that's a nat one. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You're using a crossbow? A uh, light crossbow, Okay, yeah. so you fire it, and as you fire it, it goes directly into a tree that is one foot away from you. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> Sinks right. Sinks all the way in. <laughs> Carol immediately feels better. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to do i'm gonna crawl off the bear and reconsider my choices <laughs> join carol on the long walk home yeah. <laughs> uh harry you are up yeah i'm gonna move myself to be in front of the old man if i can uh yeah you have the speed too so you step up and um i'll say you can make me a. Uh, just a strength check to push through the line of wolves to get in between. Okay. Okay, there's an 11. Okay, great. So... Uh, plus strength is plus two, so 13. Oh, okay, great. So you yeah. you push through the line. Uh, your big stature allows you to effort- effortlessly shove them aside and get in between them. Uh, are those wolves pretty closely grouped, or are they kind of spread out? 
Uh, they're pretty closely grouped. They're just like five feet apart. Then I am going to uh, position my butt in their direction, release a toot, and cast Thunder Wave. You're going to fart them? Yeah. <laughs> you turn to face the old man, and you lean forward <laughs> towards him, and you unleash from your behind. <laughs> right, I'm pretty sure they have to make a save. <laughs> yeah, they have to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> We're going to need a Glade plug-in check. <laughs> What's the radius of the spell? Like, what area does it affect? A <laughs> uh, 15-foot cube. Okay, so I'll say you get <laughs> you get the lead wolf, you get the gray wolf, and you get the brown wolf. And oh, now right. I'm going to roll for them. And it's a 15 is the saving throw. Okay, so the lead one succeeds with an 18. It lost its nose in an accident, so. <laughs> okay, so the other two. Uh, oof, a 19. Why am I rolling so good? I'm sorry. Uh, but that last one was a 2, so the brown wolf takes full damage. Okay, the brown wolf is going to take 9 damage, and the others will take half of that. So 4.5 damage. <laughs> and the uh, brown wolf is pushed 10 feet away. <laughs> Powerful fart. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so as you lean forward, you let forth a thunderous toot that blows one of the wolves backward <laughs> away from you. Um, the The lead one kind of just shakes its head um, and growls, and then the the one beside it is unhappy, but not significantly damaged. <laughs> Unhappy that it's been tooted upon? Mm -hmm. Weird. <laughs> Strange. And immediately after the toot, I look at the old man and I go, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> the old man toots. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a fright toot. Those are usually very accurate. Yeah. Very squeaky. Go ahead and oh, I got a 23. It. I look at him with a very concerned face. I go, yeah, that thing you ate last night? Yeah, that wasn't strawberries. Yeah. I would and I give toots. no other information. <laughs> His face goes pale and he looks a little confused, but there's there's no other <laughs> response. Um, but I, oh, actually, it is his turn, so he'll he'll look confused, kind of mull this over for a moment, and say, uh, "I really shouldn't have trusted what I found in the forest. I'm not so good with plants." Um, Please help me not fall off this cliff. Yeah, no problem. Okay, and then he will... He'll take the best dodge action an old man can do. The next creature to go is the brown wolf, who was pushed ten feet back, kind of shakes its fur and, and growls at Harry, and then turns and runs into the forest. Um, the one beside it, the black wolf, is undamaged and bold, so it darts forward to make an attack against Harry. Tries to bite your butt. <laughs> I have a thick butt. <laughs> you certainly do. It snaps it at you, but you manage to just bounce it off uh, with the power of your glutes, and it doesn't do any damage <laughs> to your thick hide. Uh, seeing this, the lead wolf whirls uh, towards Harry, looks between Harry and Cap, unsure who to attack next, and it will go for Cap because it hurt the white wolf. Hurt. <laughs> we all feel that. <laughs> that is a 17 to hit. That's definitely going to hit me. 
turns around and lashes out with its teeth, dealing 11 damage, uh, piercing damage. And Cap, you should make a strength saving throw. That's a natural 20, so I feel like I'm probably okay. (laughs) All right, so (laughs) this large wolf that is, like, the size you are, almost, bites into your arm and tries to drag you down to the ground and whip you, um, but you plant your feet and you manage to wrench yourself free, pushing it back just slightly to get it to let go. Um, it It's now five feet back from you, so you're actually not in its uh, range at the moment. It's very rude. It is rude, and you are up. I would, I would like to to hit it with my axe because it's rude. All right, retaliate in kind. It's another nat twenty. I like this die. I like. Whoa! This die. It's, um, so I'm just gonna keep it Cap- forever. <laughs> Cap whirls around and isn't even raging, and effortlessly slices deep into this creature across the face. Give me some damage. Watch the damage be, like, the lowest possible. Twelve. Not, like, a natural twelve, but, like, nine plus three. Okay. Is that... So you rolled one die? Yep. Did you double it? I did not. crit? Okay, so you can double that. And then add your bonus. (laughs) So I rolled a nine and then a twelve. So that's a twenty-four. I don't even know why we're here. I don't know. (laughs) You only added your bonus once, right? Yep. Okay, great. So with a 24, um, <laughs> Wolf just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> you whirl on it with your axe and you slice it across the face, taking one of its eyes out. It is heavily bleeding from the face, but is still standing. I gave it 24. <laughs> like Elton John. That's a damn good look. <laughs> and I will tell you, it's barely standing. Just, like, poke it. <laughs> can I just... Uh, well, you do get two attacks. I was gonna so say. So you can just poke it. You can you can make an unarmed attack if you want, or you can make a real attack. I also don't have information on my unarmed attack. Oh, right. What's, so. your, what's your bonus, like, your strength mod? My strength mod is... When you add? Three. Okay, so then minimum will uh, knock it out. So you do just clobber it in the face to the ground. Hilarious. Do you want me to roll though to make sure I actually hit it? No, no, you, you, uh, oh yeah, actually, <laughs> you should hit it. <laughs> if you rolled a one, then nothing. Are punches happen. free in this yeah. game? <laughs> free punches. Uh, it's 15 plus six, so. Yeah, you do yeah. it. I'll probably do it. And with a sharp knock to its other eye, you send this large <laughs> wolf to the ground. Um, is there anything else you want to do? Just feel real weird about killing wolves, I guess. (laughs) I mean, you chose this. You're so good at it, though. very good. It's mostly the white wolf thing that's playing heavy on my emotions right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm here for. Yeah, you're rude. (laughs) All right, I'm good. (laughs) No, there is uh, two left. Yes. So the the next one is the gray wolf um, that has been damaged, but not significantly. Um, but upon seeing its pack leader get destroyed, it turns and runs. 
um, I'll say it's within reach of Cap, but no one else. I mean, I'm just going to let it run away. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let it run away. You know why? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not letting another fucking dog run away from me and maybe come back and kill me later. I... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like someone's been hurt in the past. I, I've i done things in my past. <laughs> if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. I'm just going to throw my other hand eggs. It's not going to be great. It's only a 14. It does hit, though. And give me some damage. Uh, seven slashing. You just... Knock this one down, too. Your axe just hits it in the back of its head as it's running, and it hits the deck. <laughs> Glad to know we're traveling with Leatherface. <laughs> the third will kill under Cap's belt today. She's basically, raging. like, taking care of this whole fact. <laughs> she isn't raging. I'm still just hanging out with the bear. I haven't done shit. <laughs> oh, it's only gently burning. It's probably gone out by now. Lately smoldering. <laughs> well, Carol biffed his first two. He has the opportunity to redeem himself, so Carol, go right ahead. Uh, so upon seeing uh, Cap get uh, hurt by that first, wh- whatever wolf it was, you got pretty well. Like 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's going to rush to her defense, only to realize she's got it handled. <laughs> So he's going to wheel around. <laughs> and what other, what wolves are left? Is it just the one? <laughs> there is one black wolf. Okay. So he's going to go ahead and take a slash with his sword. Do it. That's going to be a 13. I hate my life. <laughs> well, a 13 Second just attack. hits. It just hits. Really? Yay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you can do your second attack and then damage if you want. Okay, great. Yeah, my second attack was an 11 plus 7, so 18. Okay, great. So both hit. Give me those damage. 10. And, and a 12. 22. You kill it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you rush up, at sea cap, rushing it. Um, suddenly decide, um, wait, I can do this too. I can protect you. You wheel on the black wolf that remains and you summarily cut it down. Good job. And the old man is safe. The wolves are defeated. Good work, guys! Yay! Yay. (laughs) We did great! Good job with that tree! I'm mostly here for paying for hotels. (laughs) Somebody's got to cover the expenses. I was going to say, someone has to be the mom. There is, in fact, in every friend group, one that's just rich. (laughs) And I'm the the drunk rich mom. (laughs) I love that for you. And I'm the tootie grandpa. (laughs) So as you you look over the fallen wolves and the old man begins to catch his breath, clinging on now to Harry for support, uh, I think that's where we're going to stop for now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I really contributed to this. (laughs) I mean, mean, you you did a whole performance. You did, yeah. You were like the first half of the episode, Emily. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I do believe my aspiration is I will. Uh, I want to be famous no matter what the cost. <laughs> the cost might be your life. Or a couple trees. I feel bad setting a forest fire in front of a bear, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's It wasn't a forest I don't, fire. 
It's just I don't know if Canadians have Smokey the Bear. Do we have Smokey the Bear? We've heard of it, but we don't. Do you guys just have like Smolder the Moose? We just we just have it from like (laughs) like second hand from you guys from watching American television. Only you can prevent forest fires, eh? Yeah, (laughs) Smolder the Moose, the the Canadian Smokey the Bear. No. (laughs) Yeah, we have a weirdly buff, handsome bear. It just tells you not to set forest fires. Don't look at me like that. Smokey Bear the bear could get it. No, um, like, I'm also looking episode, at you like please. that. Yes. <laughs> I think like he wears pants and a belt and has like a, a hat. Emily, Emily. He's most Emily. Human. Emily. You're digging Emily. Just admit you're a furry and go. Alright, so <laughs> Goose has come out of the bedroom to tell you how horrible of a person you are. <laughs> Find us on Twitter on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and on the internet at monsterpod.monster. We didn't even give the handles for Twitter no. and Instagram. Let's try that again. Monsterpod RPG. Go find us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shady. <laughs> thanks to Lisa for our cover art. You can find her at lisaspiller.com. All right. Uh, thank you to Gumbel for our theme song. Remember to rate, subscribe, review, all of that. Thank you to Charm for, for guest hosting. And we'll come back to this clusterfuck. Uh, on the next episode. It wasn't the season finale us just killing a bunch of wolves. <laughs> no, the season nope, finale that, that was it. That the season finale was you setting fire to a building that had a bunch of um dead bodies yeah. in it. So hmm. yeah, so more that, fire anyway. starting. C- goodbye everybody. Bye. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do, a podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.